thing was that I was working from a point of view that everything I did failed. Everything I did, the studios hated. And I, would, I was always under the thumb of the studios, and they would always take my movie and recut it and say, we're going to make this into a TV show, we're going to do this. And the only way I could write it and direct it was to say, I will go back and finish those two other two movies and make this complete. I will not let this just die right here. Hello, Fodlings. Hello, Hello Fodlings. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Today we're going to be talking about uh, Georgie. Georgie boy. And how much of a badass he is. Oh my god. I love him even more after this episode. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about, because we do this saga on designing afterthoughts, mm -hmm. and I found one that I thought was just so fantastic. It's a bit petty, but like, right. it's fucking epic. It's like the epitome of designing afterthoughts. Yeah. And like what Star Wars is. This to me way, right? is the OG designing afterthought that he did, and it's fucking sick. And why we have so many changes from George Lucas yeah. after the fact. It gives a lot of context. So listen up. Podlings. Podlings. We love a George Lucas designing afterthoughts discussion. 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 And I came across one that George Lucas did, which actually has had me maybe changing my reels about okay. his designing afterthoughts. Some of his design. Yes. Designing afterthought decision. Georgie boy. Georgie boy. And I was hoping that it would change your mind as well. Okay. We'll see. Podlings we'll and PB. Oh. Um, <laughs> not talking to you. <laughs> so we know that he goes back and changes his work, right? This yeah. is something that, this is why we have this entire saga. Kind of notorious for yeah. it. Hey? Yeah. And sometimes we love it. Sometimes we don't understand, you know, whatever. Why? Yeah. Okay. Well, I went into a deep dive on George. There you go. <laughs> and... George Lucas is a badass, is what I titled this. <laughs> to do this, we need a little bit of backstory. Okay. About George. So this George this is boy. this is going to turn into Star Wars and relate. Just bear with me for a minute, okay? <laughs> we know, or at least we've learned, some of us have learned how much George Lucas hates Hollywood. Yeah. Hates Hollywood. Like hates it. Okay? <laughs> the way that he refers to the studios in interviews and stuff is mind-boggling. He hates them oh so much and doesn't care to share it or not. Like, hates them. And I was like, he has like so much like baggage when yeah. it comes to the studios. When you d dive into Hollywood and all of the studios and how it's all, how Tinseltown became right. fucked, yeah. it's fucked. Yeah. Which we are learning about mm. as the and world progresses. so much we don't know about too, which yes. is very scary. He hates them. He did THX, which we have touched on in a previous episode. Right. And then he did American Graffiti. So this is his first films. Yep. That made it, you know, mm. in Hollywood, made a thing. So he used to work with Universal back in the day. Yeah. That's what he did with American Graffiti. And for, have you seen it? No, no. I haven't seen them. Um, so I think it's a bigger thing for me because it's based in a city I actually went to George Lucas's alma mater. Oh, really? Yes. Whoa. Modesto Junior College. So anyone out there in that area, good old Georgie went to Modesto Junior College. He's from Modesto. Right. And he does this movie called American Graffiti, which is based in Modesto, like it's based in the 50s. Right. In Modesto. So it's like 
all these old cars, cruising down the street, what life was like, stuff like that. It's a really cool movie. It's a big deal for Modesto because they do like hot August nights, which isn't a thing here, obviously. But yeah, I have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> In the States, it's like a lot of places have hot August nights. August is our summer. It's like the peak of summer. It's cold as fuck here. <laughs> it's winter <laughs> in August here, so it's going to be confusing to the Aussies. But it's like a car show. They'll do like a weekend or a week-long car show. <laughs> They're old cars, and they show them off, and it's a big thing. There's usually like food, and it's a... Uh, it's, they're cool. Right. I like it. <laughs> the Hot August Nights in Modesto is American graffiti themed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've got the giggles. I know. And and it's a big thing. This is a George Lucas film. So like when I, it's not just Star Wars for me when it comes to George Lucas. What? It's also American graffiti. Okay. He does this film, has it with the studios, shows them. They fucking hate it because he's gone off. He's gone on his own way. Done right? his own thing. He's done his own right. thing. And they're like, you know, like, what the fuck? We didn't talk about <laughs> this. Why did you just decide to do this? Yada, yada. And they need ultimate control. Of, yeah. They decide to cut five minutes out of American Graffiti. And he says, why? He's like, if you're sitting here pitching to me that this is a terrible movie and that you don't get it, what the fuck does five minutes make? Like, yeah. what is the difference? <laughs> if you hate the whole movie, what does the five minutes make? It doesn't yeah. make a difference. Like, That's... and they were like, we're doing it because we can't. And I, oh he was like, God. okay. So they do. And he, has, he can't do anything about it. They did the yeah. same thing with THX where they had, they made design decisions. And studios are not run by creatives, right? They're not run by directors. No. They're not run no. by filmmakers. They're run by companies. People that have no idea and are just kind of just completely money driven, right? It's totally money driven. Yeah. They, these people who have nothing to do with film, mm. cinematography, art, anything, you just don't get it. They don't get it. So they'll they'll make decisions. They'll talk to marketing people, and then the marketing people will say, "Look, like that's not people aren't going to buy this. It needs to make box office. It becomes this huge thing." Yeah. And they listen to the marketing people because it's like, "Oh, well, money." Yeah. <laughs> we have to follow the money, need, and yeah. apparently the five minutes makes a difference. And uh, and through that, sacrificing the actual artistic creative yes process process yeah and, and decisions yeah. It's, by the people who are actually making films. It's such a war there, hey. <laughs> and even more so, they said that they hate it so much that they're not going to let it, they don't release it in cinemas. They put it out on like a Monday night on TV. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And then it becomes such a big thing. Right. Because it's a fantastic film. The studios didn't get it, but people got it. And yeah. then it, there's even, and like to say that American Graffiti didn't reach Australia is a lie. Bold-faced lie. I went to a cinema, <laughs> not that anyone's saying that, but <laughs> PB. <I am. laughs> I didn't get to see it. <laughs> I went to a cinema here, a local cinema, and it's they have a bunch of vintage posters up on the oh, really? walls. Yes. And one of the posters is American Graffiti by George Lucas. Oh, I know. And I was nice. like... It's like a little bit of a cult hit. Epic! Yeah, yeah. How fucking epic is that? Like, it's here. It's down the road. <laughs> Made it to Australia. It's it's, it was also cool to see yeah. the old poster for it. Yeah. Harrison Ford's in it as well. Oh, really? Yeah. It's so wild and to think. he's young. It's so weird to think that George Lucas did something other than Star Wars. I know. It's weird. It's just like, of course, but it's weird to wrap your head around that. Yeah, totally. So this is what happens. He obviously, and this could be, you know, really helping out, you know, a catalyst in his hatred for the studios. Yeah. To, to try and work with them, but also to try and have creative freedom is probably very di difficult. And what a... I mean, it's unfortunate that he had to deal with that, but I think if he didn't have to deal with that, he may not have ended up going down the path that he went down. I know. And going off and doing his own thing. 
Star Wars. Which I is mean, what he did. And I, you mentioned um, Universal earlier on. Little, I guess, fun fact. George Lucas, I think it was for A New Hope, almost sold Star Wars to Universal. He did. They owned they owned 50% of the net royalties. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Because they were financing it. Yeah. So they, for his first Star Wars movie, he couldn't finance it. So he had to get a studio on board. And then they financed, and at the time, nobody made any money off of net royalties. So he was like, okay, well, 50% of nothing is fucking nothing. So go ahead. You can have it. He didn't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. So he did that for, this is really cool. It's part of the story that he, he did that for A New Hope. And he was like, I am putting everything of my being into this film. I do everything. Like, I'm involved in everything. I'm orchestrating everything. I'm working very hard for my 50%. What are you doing? Well, they were like, oh, well, we're financing it. And he's like, yeah, but you're not financing it. You went to a bank to get a line of credit out. So the bank's financing it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Literally nothing. Yeah. And then he, they were like, he's like, okay, cool, whatever. That's your 50%. He comes back for Empire Strikes Back. And normally they would give a contract. It's called a boilerplate contract. Normally the studio gives the boilerplate contract to the director. George Lucas comes back for Empire Strikes Back and gives them a boilerplate, <laughs> boilerplate contract. That's a hard work. He gives it to them. And this is an interview that George Lucas does. He says, he gives it to them. And he was like, and they were like, wait, what? what is going on? You have 100% of the net royalties. You have all of this. And he was like, yeah, well, I'm financing it. Like, um, what? What? <laughs> He's like, they get a tiny percentage to pretty much like host. Put their, lo- put their yes, logo on it. Yes, yeah. 100%. And he's like, but that's it. And they had to take it because A New Hope did so well. Yeah. It's like, it's an offer. Of, it's an offer they couldn't re- refuse. No, you couldn't. Like, if, if they did, he would have just gone somewhere else. Like, how epic is that? Like, I that's love so it awesome. so much. It's so good. Like, it's such a, a good version of that story because we've heard so yeah. many stories of people, people not just getting, getting their way. No, they can't. Or yeah. they don't become as successful, obviously, as he had the opportunity right. to become. Yeah. This also happens, right? Yeah. He does this, which is a bit of like a fuck you to the studios. Mm. A huge fuck you, which is awesome. I love that. The now, hand I should, now I understand why you've written George Lucas as a badass. Is a badass. <laughs> so not only that, but then he goes back and he says to the studio, studios that have um, THX and American Graffiti, and he says, change it back. Change it back right now in every version that ever gets seen of THX and American Graffiti is his original version Without because the they changed it back. Cut. And it was like his first ever. That's so awesome. I know, coming back because he became so big with Star Wars was like, change back. Yeah. What you did needs to die. Put those five minutes back. And they did, <laughs> and they did. So any version that we've seen of those, obviously if you watched during the time when they came out, you would have seen the edited versions. He made them go back and unedit them. That's so good. I know. That's like, his own personal hero's journey and the light side win. I know. It's so fucking good. <laughs> and then it makes that. me like, okay, this is this is big. This is kind of a big deal. He makes a lot of these designing out these changes after the fact. And I right. think that like, okay, well, we're some of these changes not his idea. And he goes back and is like, no, it needs to go back to what it was. Because he's still, although he's financing it, he still doesn't have like 100% control. Of course. Um, How would you? It's a lot to control anyway. Yeah, like, well you, yeah. and you can financially, movies cost millions and millions and millions of dollars to create. Yeah. It's like, although he's financing most of it, he can't be in full control. There's still someone else helping. Yeah. That like, I wonder if some of these changes he's made is because like, look, like 
I wanted it this way and you did it this way, change it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to. I'm going to change it back. Who gives a shit? I mean, at the end of the day, it's his thing. It's epic. It's his thing. I love it. And everyone is just there to sort of help him get his... Like, obviously, it's a collaboration. Yeah. But it's his... Without him, there is no Star Wars. So it makes sense that, like, he can do whatever the fuck he wants with it, honestly. He does, uh, like, an analogy that um, you may have heard. Mm. Um, he calls himself the father. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's kind the of Vader. a... It's kind of a joke. <laughs> Darth Vader. It's kind of a joke because apparently George W. Bush... Um, <laughs> Like you say it like he would say it too. He used to call himself the decider. And so like apparently George Lucas. Yeah. Too many Georges in the story. <laughs> jokingly called himself the creator. Star Wars. And this is epic because this goes along with this story where he's like, it needs to be in the hands of the creatives. It needs to be in the hands of the directors. It needs to be in the hands of the people who are actually making it happen. Mm. Fuck the studios. So he calls himself the father. Like the all father, the yeah. creator. And then he calls the son is the other side of Star Wars. This is why Star Wars is so big. That that becomes pretty much everything that's legends. Video right. games, comic books. Yep. Yes, they have the Star Wars logo on them. He has nothing to do with them. And they're, they're not his. He, he's like, that is not my world. He's like, my yeah. world, what I focus on are the six films. Everything outside of that is the son, mm. right? And they run wild. They're allowed to do whatever they want. Go for it. Yeah. Not whatever. It goes back to that. He's like, I love thing. to see it. I love to see the creatives. And people, yeah, people run wild with his story. Yeah. He loves it. He was like, I love it. Keep going. He's like, and then we have the Holy Ghost, <laughs> <laughs> which is the Star Wars fans. He's like, ah. and to have all three of these, it's what makes Star Wars Star Wars. It's it's not just me. I focus solely on the six films, and the rest of Star Wars is not me. It's I like I couldn't do it without the other two. That's so cool. It's epic. That makes me like George Lucas more. I love him. I also love that he, like, as someone in in this world of design and in a creative field, copyright's a thing, you know? Mm. Copyright's like, it's something that you worry about. Like, oh, they stole my design. For him, it's like, take it, run with it. Let That's me awesome. see what you can do. Because he realizes that... This is bigger than go, him. Goes, yeah, bigger than him. And a lot of it, like, stems from him originally, but obviously wouldn't have... Being the without thing without all the fans, all of well, even all the other people, people creating the films without, without Ralph McQuarrie, yeah, without exactly. all of these people that actually helped him create, you know, what he considers the father. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's not just him; it's a collective group of entity. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's an empire. <laughs> empire. Oh my god! I mean, you're not wrong, but it's a good empire. It's a good one. The good one. But you're right. Like, it is. It is. It's interesting that like it's it's a great perspective to have because. Yeah, you can't control, you can't control it to that extent. No. It's impossible. It's too big. It's interesting because, yeah, yeah, you, it's not really a divide, but you have these different groups of different fans that consider, like, literally whatever is canon is canon. Everything yeah. else, they're like, I don't, I don't, right. it's just fan fiction. And then there's fans that, you know, they, they encompass the whole thing. Like, yeah. they were reading the books before they became legends and they think all of it's great. And then because of that, it getting discarded and then them starting everything anew with the Disney empire taking over, over everything. Yeah. It's a bit of like a, it's a bit of like a fuck you to them because yeah. they're like, well, well, this is my star Wars. Yeah. Know? And then you have people like, I mean, watching star Wars theory, that guy, he's, he's like anything that George Lucas came up with is star Wars. Yeah. Anything not, he's like, nah, nah. nah. Which I, is a thing. A lot is, of people don't choose. They choose not to, 
acknowledge anything Disney's done. Right. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, that's the beauty of it, I guess, in a way, is that yeah. you can kind of choose what your canon is. Yeah. Like, you, it's kind of annoying for me, personally, because yeah. like, I just wish it was all planned out and was decided and it was done, but... It's cool that there is that option. Like, there's yeah. so much Star Wars stuff out there that it's you can kind of just dive into whatever you think is genuinely interesting. Yeah. You can be like, fuck the sequels. Well, it's, <laughs> I, and this is, man, Star Wars is fucking epic. That, like, I do find a lot of the legends, like, Disney legends. I mean, yeah. like, I just, I find it so fucking interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. To just deep dive into characters I've never heard of. Bye, Pudling. <laughs> that was pretty good, hey? Yeah, that was cool. Fuck, he's a badass. He's so, so cool. cool. Like, fuck those big studios and idiots yeah. that have no idea what they're talking about, I honestly. Know. I think that this has enlightened me a lot on and how he changes things after the fact, and I'm here for it. I get it. I get, I get it. it, George. I get it, George. We get you. We get you. You are hurt. Well, I don't know why he sold to Disney, but we get you. We can talk about that later. <laughs> Anyway, check us out on at Publix Podcast on Instagram. We yep. post some funny shorts and some artwork and whatnot. Yep. And if you can go on to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and review, that would be cool. I have seen that quite a few of you have actually left reviews, and that is awesome. It's really cool to see the comments and stuff about how much you like the podcast. We appreciate it so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. That's yeah. awesome. And if you um, want to go further with your appreciation of our stuff, you mm-hmm. can check out Humpanich at publicpodcast.com. Yeah, of course. Boom. We drop episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. We're wild. Yeah, we're, we're international. International. Y'all. Enjoy the next episode. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>